In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for students of travel. Welcome, students of travel. This is Stevie G, host of the DBE podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, and this is a pretty cool episode. Cameron and I actually get to hear from you and answer some of your questions. So thanks so much for submitting them. If you ever have a comment or question about the show, feel free to email me at dbetravel1 at gmail.com. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to mention a couple quick things. Go check out the DBE website by typing in dbetravel.com. We've made some updates and added some really cool itineraries for you to explore. Last thing, we are now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show by becoming a patron, you can certainly do so. There's a link right on our website that takes you to our Patreon page. All right, students of travel, time for me and Cam to answer your questions. Enjoy the show as we review and rewind our adventures with a little help from you, our listeners. You and I have taken some really cool trips. You love telling stories. Oh, yeah, just do it all over again for all of our other trips. Yeah, we'll be down for it. Yeah, man, no problem. let You're listening to a Destination Rewind. Stevie G and Cameron. All right, welcome everybody to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Cam, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me back, Stevie. And we do have you back, and that's because we are doing a rewind and review episode where we go over questions from fans and different parts of the uh, journeys and adventures we took. I love this. I've never had a fan before. I'm pretty sure I still don't. So it's nice to just be included. That's the spirit. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We have, uh, we're going to pick five names from people who have written us in and um, with some questions and comments. And we're going to talk about those on the show. So I've got my cowboy hat and I filled them with your questions. What, what do you have? Something cowboy hat from Iowa. Oh, that's a good point. That's right. I have my cowboy hat from Iowa uh, filled with questions from fans, and we are going to uh, pick them out. So let's let's get to it, right? Yeah. Let's do. All right. Our first question comes from Cameron from Queens, New York. Cameron asks. Oh, good name. Yeah. yeah. Solid name. Cameron asks, on your trip to Iowa... What made it truly such a wonderful experience? Or were you guys just hyping it up because you have some deal with Iowa? See, this is great that other people with camera are also interested in Iowa. You know, the, the best part, I think, from Iowa was that our expectations were very minimal. Like, going into it, I had no idea what to expect. I was, I was hoping for a good time, but didn't honestly think I would get it. And it just was so much fun because you got to be away. You were out in the country, which is different for me. And the people there were super friendly. We've already been over this, but I'm going to go over it again. And everything we found was kind of like a treasure. I felt it was all high quality, really good stuff. Not to mention, I mean, we did really, really good in the casinos, like really good. 
And that was a huge adrenaline rush doing that because we don't gamble very much at all, like once a year tops. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, getting some, getting away from your normal day-to-day and going somewhere new, no matter where it is, like, you and I kind of had the, the mindset that we were going to seize this trip, you know? Like, m- you know, you talk about manifesting sometimes, and mm-hmm. you, I don't think you and I had never crossed our mind that we were going to hang out with Jimmy Allen. Right, um, yeah. But we were just so open to, like, having a good time in Iowa, or at least I was. I was like you're going to Iowa. It's not known by many people make the best of it and see what's out there and see, you know, see what people aren't talking about. Maybe it's a hidden gem. And for me, it was a totally, totally hidden gem. You know, and that's another good point you bring up is that we met Jimmy Allen on night one and we knew we were going to go see his concert, but we didn't know the extent of what all that was. Like we had only known a couple of his songs beforehand. So to go and actually fall in love with his music and who he is as a person and a performer in a setting that was very intimate, it wasn't like a big concert and then be able to hang out with them afterwards. That was just the coolest start to any trip. Like it started us off on a really good note. And to answer your question about having a deal with Iowa, um, if anybody from Iowa is listening, we would absolutely love to work out a deal <laughs> and that would be great. Cause we'd love to come back and talk more positive things about you, but no, this is all absolutely coming from the heart. Just how we felt. It was a really good time. You won this trip and you didn't bribe your way through. Yeah, yeah, I won it. So that's, you know, if you count that as a deal, sort of, but. Yeah, we took advantage of an opportunity. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was like, I mean, a contest. You won a contest. So, no, we don't, we do not have any partnership deal. We're not signed to Iowa. But we're open to it. (laughs) For sure. All right, you ready to move on to the next question? What's next? Oh, thank you, Cameron from Queens. All right, what do we got here? Okay, this question comes from Josh from Claremont, Florida. Uh, It's a two-part question, which we never clarified, so that's okay. Josh asks, what's one place you believe everyone should travel to in their lifetime and why? And he also asks, what destination do you think is far underappreciated most? Now, I know Josh didn't, have this specified in his question but i'm gonna throw this little caveat on there let's apply these questions to the six destinations we visited okay okay so question one i'll read it again and thank you josh for the question what's one place you believe everyone should travel to in their lifetime and why well i'm just gonna keep the ball rolling i'm definitely going to say iowa because nobody wants to think to travel there like you would think to go to Nashville, maybe not Omaha, but you would think to go to Nashville of all places, Smoky Mountains. They all have a draw and kind of a place that doesn't have this one thing you'd go to, like Disney World, Orlando, Nashville. You got the honky tonks and the country music and the history. But Iowa has just good home hospitality and great people. And that's really what made the trip so beautiful. This is a tough one for me, man. Um, whew. Because it's hard because, like, I can't really single any of these out. You know what I mean? Like they're all great. And beyond the the destinations that we visited, there's so many great destinations. I'm going to answer Josh with a non-answer. I'm going to say what's more important than the place you visit is the fact that you're traveling. The the fact that you're seeing a new place. Is that too broad or do I need to narrow it down? That's a perfect Stevie response. And I think that's what our listeners want to hear. (laughs) absolutely that's a that's a tough question josh because yeah so 
Let me let me skip to your second question though. Um, I have an answer for that one, and that's what destination do you think is far underappreciated by most out of the destinations we visited on our adventures? Um, I would say Omaha for sure. You know, the thing is, people don't think Omaha, like, I'm going on vacation to Omaha, really? Like, (laughs) and I guess you could say a little bit of the same thing for Iowa. But, you know, Omaha is in the middle, you know, virtually, it's in the middle of nowhere when you think about the United States and where um, heavy pockets of our population are. Not really, there's none near Omaha, so people don't think of it, but... At the same token, they have so much. They have the College World Series. They have amazing, amazing restaurants around town. And uh, man, like you were saying in the earlier episode, I want to go down a river in one of those giant barrels. Oh, that'd be sick. Yes. Drinking beer all day and flowing down a creek. Absolutely. Mm. Well, my answer for this is definitely going to be Iceland for a couple of reasons. One being that it's underappreciated. And when we talked about Iceland air, a lot of people kind of stuck up their noses at us. Like it was a poor airline and it's not at all. It's fantastic. Um, but I feel like Iceland's underappreciated because it's in between geographically going to Europe and a lot of people would just choose to skip over it. And also the people that do go typically just go for that blue lagoon Instagram shot. And then they're there for a night and then they go home. And Iceland was so much more than just a blue lagoon. They had such rich history in there. When you think about going back to the Vikings, like we were in the museum and how their island became a country and how it got started and going around and seeing the natural beauty of the island that's basically entirely made of volcanic rock. It's pretty astounding, the actual geography of the country. Yeah, it's it's very, very unique for sure. Very, like I said in the other episode, like it almost felt like you were on a different planet based on the geography and just very interesting, very interesting. And very beautiful, too. If we had more time in Iceland, definitely. I would drive around and explore all the neat hikes and the fjords and, and the you know hiking that you can do there. So Yeah, that'd be a cool place to go back in the summer since we saw it when it was freezing. Yeah. To go see it when it's a little more green. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next question here. Let me reach into the cowboy hat. Yeehaw. This, uh, this question is brought to you by Iowa. I'm kidding. kidding, kidding. (laughs) Not yet. Shout out Iowa. All right. Let's see. This question comes from April from Fairfax, Virginia. Hey, Stevie. It's April. Hey, April. I have two questions for you about travel. Number one, do you have any tips for traveling on a budget? Number two, do you prefer to make an itinerary before going on a trip or do you like to go with the flow and just go off of locals' recommendations? April also mentions listening to your podcast makes me want to plan a million trips. Hope you can do a DC episode to come visit us when you feel safe. Well, thank you so much for your question, April. It's a great two-part question. And uh, I'm really thankful you're listening to the show. I, I appreciate it. So let's start with uh, question one. Do you have any trips Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have any tips for traveling on a budget? You want me to start or do you want to handle it? I would love to hear your response to this. Yes, please. Yeah. So, you know, one of the neat things is I don't necessarily think, you know, your financial status as an individual can really prohibit you 100% from traveling. You can definitely travel on a budget. And it's something that I think is important for everyone who is um, in their 20s or early 30s, like, 
You know, you don't have to go to every restaurant. You can, this is one thing like I did when my parents were traveling. Um, we would make PB and J's and like, that would be our lunches and our dinners and stuff like that. Uh, we wouldn't go out to eat necessarily, or we would go to things that don't require a fee, you know, or, you know, like driving through a state park or, you know, going to a state park, um, is much more cost efficient, uh, for an individual or a family than going to like the Grand Ole Opry as great and wonderful as the Grand Ole Opry is, um, you know, it's a cost and there's things that you can do like simply going to the beach or um, if you visit multiple, you know, national parks and that becomes cost effective as well. So, you know, I would recommend making your own food once in a while. That's a good tip. Yeah, sure, sure. What do you think, Cam? So my answer would be that in 2020, in a world where we can pretty much crowdsource anything, reach out to travel communities like travel in and of itself is a place to make new friends, explore new locations, and it's a great way to do that on social media. Um, reach out to communities, join them, and put yourself out there to host people to come visit. And the, the most expensive part about traveling is getting there and staying there. Everything else you can pretty much do for free or at a low expense. And you actually just sparked another idea. Um, you know, the outdoor traveler saves a lot of money compared to the traveler that indulges in the city, right? So. If you want to go hike a mountain, that's great, man. Like go hike a mountain, bring camping equipment, go like go camp out and not pay the money that you would pay to stay in a hotel. Um, and you can still experience, you know, amazing views. I just had a, an interview. I'm going to be a guest spot on a different podcast, uh, the Between the Mountains podcast that, you know, he's all about hiking and outdoors and it's a really cool podcast. But, you know, we, we talk, we've talked about, exploring cities but that that's not the extent of travel you can go hike a mountain go check out your you know national park state park and that's an adventure in itself and you know what i also want to bring up one more thing um philosophically speaking it's like we i mean iowa is a perfect example of this it's not always the destination that makes the experience it's what you make of it right so if you go find a Air, an airline deal to a city you've never heard of or a town that's not much more than a dot on a map, go. Go check out that town. Don't be afraid to explore something that you haven't heard much about because you can make it an adventure. That's a great way to put it. If you the dream of your lifetime is somewhere that's extremely expensive, you have to save for three years, consider breaking that down into a handful of other trips to smaller destinations just to see more places. All right, let's move to April's second question. She asks... Do you prefer to make an itinerary before going on a trip or do you like to go with the flow and just go off of locals recommendations? Oh, I am 100% an itinerary person. I like to have everything mapped out, what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it. But I always know what I want to see when I'm somewhere and I don't stick to it like it's law. If I find something else that interests me more, I always have something that I'm kind of iffy about that I can switch out. And I always leave myself enough free time because when I'm places, I like to ask people their recommendations that live there and change my itinerary to go see them. Yeah, I think, you know, having a plan is always good, um, but don't feel like you have to stick to that plan. Realize that there might be an opportunity to deviate from it, you know, and and uh, do something that's a little unexpected. Um and when you have a plan, yeah, I think sometimes depending on your goal, a, a stricter itinerary can be really great. Um, sometimes it can be as simple as, you know, I'm here, I'm in this city for three days. 
I want to accomplish this, this, and this. Let me make sure I do it within the three days and not really assigning it to a day or a time. I think that works for some people too, or some trips uh, too, depending on your goal. Yeah, when we go back to the point of saving money, there's a lot of travel resources out there for itineraries. For example, dbetravel.com. You go back and look through all our podcasts now. We have links to the places we went in our itineraries, and we have printable graphics that you could just print out and make your own trip. So I would go borrow somebody else's itinerary instead of spending the time to make it yourself. And then when you get there or while you're traveling there, go ahead and do your own research and switch out places that interest you more. Good plug. I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for the question, April. Um, let's let's go for uh, question number four. All right, this question comes from Tyson from Jacksonville, Florida. Duval. Duval. All right. What are the top five factors to consider when determining where to take a vacation? This to me is a little bit of a loaded question. Thank you, great question, loaded question, because there's a lot of factors for a lot of different reasons um, for a lot of different people when picking a place to travel. But let's talk about some and let's see if we can narrow it down to five. So let's see here. Well, I can start it off. I'll say number one, I think your top priority would be purpose. What are you trying to achieve from this trip? Are you trying to go somewhere to relax and get away from your day-to-day job? Are you trying to go, go somewhere to learn something? Or is there something specific you want to accomplish, something you've always wanted to see? Make sure you know why you're traveling. Uh, I think another important factor is uh, the amount of time you have to travel, right? If you have two days, that's you're probably going to pick somewhere different than if you have a week. Um, so I'm going to say the time you have off to explore a new destination is certainly a factor on you know, where you're going to pick. Yeah, also budget comes into play. Not to say that expensive places, expensive cities can't be uh, cheap trips, but most cases you're tempted to spend a little more money and, you know, with credit cards that can be a slippery slope. So pick some place where you can budget in what exactly you want to see and, you know, stick to a budget. Well, I would also say know who you are as a person. Like for, I think for YouTube, I'm going to say for me, uh, New York City is not a place I particularly enjoy because oh, you're not like the other Cameron. No, no, I guess not. Um, it's crowded for me. It feels loud. And I don't like that. I can't see a lot of the sky because the buildings are so high. So just not really my forte. I prefer places out in nature where I can feel the wind and hear the birds and, you know, not hear cab drivers yelling at each other. But so many people love New York. So obviously, just know who you are as a person, the things that you enjoy, and pick a place based on that. Don't pick it just because everybody says, oh, you have to go here. Know what makes you happy and where you're going to enjoy going to. All right, so we got budget. We've got the reason why. We've got know who you are. And we've got time as our four answers. Um, As number five, Tyson, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say go to dbetravel.com and see what they've recommended. <laughs> now that's a joke. Sorry. Great advice, but it's not do it. Um, no, I, I would say number five is who, who are you traveling with? Are you going by yourself? Because, you know, traveling by yourself can be quite enlightening in many regards. Are you going with a significant other? Because, you know, you're probably going to want to go somewhere different um, than if you're going by yourself. Or are you going with a group? Do you have a family or a friend group that you're going with, um, because that can certainly determine where you're going to go. Yeah, great advice, definitely. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Tyson. We've got one more Cheers, question Tyson. Here. Go Jags. Duval. All right. This question comes from Jeff from Orlando. Thank you, Jeff. Hi there. Oh, I love the Nashville episode. My question for this week is, what is your favorite Disney attraction? Thank you, Jeff, for the question. And uh, thanks for showing some love on the Nashville episode. Now, we didn't really go to Orlando or Disney on any of our trips, but I feel like we can answer this question because we live in the mouse's backyard. Definitely. Ah, Jeff, Jeff, let me see here. I would say... I would say maybe Expedition Everest in uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom because I'm a roller coaster guy. You go backwards, you go pretty fast when it comes to Disney roller coasters. It's one of the uh, more thrilling ones, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, it's fun. You get to see a Yeti and yeah. Who doesn't love a good Yeti, right? I would break mine. No, we do because we won one in Iowa. Ooh, bomb. The Yeti cooler. If you haven't heard, go back and listen to the Iowa episode. Definitely. That's a good lesson. So I would break my favorite Disney attractions down into two categories. One is thrill. I would say the best thrill ride in Disney is rock and roller coaster. Um, it's a fantastic ride. Shoots you out 60 miles per hour in four seconds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something crazy like that. And it's blasting Aerosmith, Aerosmith music the whole time. Yeah. A lot of fun. All indoors. So you love the AC. And... For leisure, this one's going to be a little odd, but I encourage a lot of people to go do this one. You know, Florida's hot, especially if you're not from here. And you're walking around all day. It's really hot. The lines are long. You're sick of waiting. The People Mover is a really underrated ride. And if you don't even know what I'm talking about right now, I'm going to say Tomorrowland, Turkey Legs. And now I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. The upstairs, underneath the Astro Orbiter, the spinning rocket ships, there's this kind of a tram system that goes around Tomorrowland and it's really cool because it's usually a short line five to ten minutes tops in my experiences and a lot of it is indoors so you hit the AC and you're moving the whole time so you get wind to cool you off you can sit down and rest your legs and your kids are stuck in a little spot but they're entertained the whole time and you get to see a lot of Disney stuff you didn't know like for example when you go through that back uh, section the diorama they have of the uh, world of tomorrow was actually Walt Disney's model for Epcot, what his envision what his vision was for that. And I've also seen Space Mountain with the lights on a handful of times. And let me tell you, that's a completely different experience when you see Space Mountain with the lights on. So a few people get to see it. So that's the only way that I know to how to see it unless you're in line. Um, also, Space Mountain fun fact, if you guys ever go in line and look up and see the asteroids, the giant asteroids, they're actually chocolate chip cookies. So take note of that next time. Cameron, I want to piggyback off this question and ask you a question. What's your favorite Orlando theme park? Oh, I love this question because everybody's going to think I'm just doing this to be contrarian. And I partially am. But honest to God. Wait, can we say the same answer on three? I don't know what you're going to say. Okay, yeah. One, two, two three. SeaWorld. Sea yes. Oh, yes. beautiful. Yeah, so SeaWorld is incredibly underrated as a park. First of all, it has animals, which I love all animals. I grew up going to SeaWorld Camp, and I got to work behind the scenes. They would show us the turtles that they rescued, the manatees, that they would actively go out into the wild and rescue from boat propeller incidents and pollution and um, stuff getting caught around their necks. And that was such a cool program to be involved with um, growing up because I got to see things that I really didn't understand at a young age. 
Not to mention, um, the animals are so cool. I like animals more than I like humans. So SeaWorld is absolutely perfect for that. But not to mention, they have three of the top roller coasters in Central Florida. They're huge. Like every Disney park may have one or two kind of, I would say, thrill rides. But SeaWorld has three top-notch roller coasters. You got Kraken, the original one they put in. Fantastic. You got Manta, which is like you're laying on your belly. So totally different experience. And you got Mako, which is super fast. So, and not to mention you can go see sharks. You can see dolphins. You can see Shamu for a little bit longer. And you can go see the wild Arctic. There's so many things to do. And their shows are fantastic. So definitely love SeaWorld for that reason. SeaWorld's gotten a little bit of a, uh, of course, bad publicity. But you know what? A lot of people don't talk about, you know, the good that SeaWorld does and the education that they provide all their guests when you go there. I always walk out learning something new. And so that coupled with the fact that, you know, it's I would say it's the spot in Orlando for roller coasters compared to Disney and Universal. Sure. Although Universal has a couple, but, you know, I think SeaWorld is, is the king when it comes to Orlando roller coasters. Um, so, yeah, SeaWorld is great. And I'm going to throw this in, too. Just down the way on I-4, if you go to Tampa... Bush Gardens is also a great, great theme park that I love as well. Like I would say, you and I, you and I don't resonate with Disney as much because we're not like we don't have families, we don't have kids. Right. We like roller coasters. Yeah. So yeah, we don't. Yeah. The Disney magic, it's cool. Like it's cool, but. Well, and couple that with I like Universal's roller coasters as well. You got Hulk, you got Mummy, you got Rip Ride Rocket, which Rip Ride Rocket is my favorite roller coaster mm -hmm. in Orlando. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, first of all, SeaWorld's much cheaper than Universal and Islands of Adventure. Secondly, it's one park. You pay one price. Universal and IOA to experience three roller coasters, you have to go and pay for two separate tickets. Yeah. And sure, they're a little bit bigger, but I don't feel like if you're looking for a value, talk about budget, right? SeaWorld, you can absolutely spend two days there and see different things every day, especially the roller coasters. And it, it's just fantastic, honestly. Yeah, good point, good point. Um, all right, well, that actually concludes the questions from the fans. Cam, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about the trip and feel about the trips we took, and, and feel free to ask me some as well. So Let's do it. Um, I'm just going to pull this question out. Are you fat? Um, physically speaking, <laughs> I am absolutely obese. No, no, no. I'm joking. Look, I want to clarify something. I made Cameron look kind of fat on these podcasts because I always tease that, you know, it's, uh, it's like his second lunch or second dinner or like, you know, it's a buffet and he's going to take 10 plates. Cameron is a, what? You're six, four, six, four. Cameron's in good shape. He's not like 500 pounds. I just want to clarify because people don't know what you look like. Probably. Right. Yeah. They just, they've heard you speak and they've, Heard you speak a lot about food, so yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I uh, am somewhat into fitness, but I think the, the reason that I do work out sometimes is so that I can eat more food. I really have a passion <laughs> for food. Honestly, it's 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 fantastic. I do want to ask you a food question, though. Oh, a, a serious question. Let's okay. do it. Out of all the meals we had in all six destinations that we talked about, can you pick out, single one out, as a favorite meal wow that is a tough question really putting me on the spot here i think i have an answer for you it's gonna be hattie b's and the reason i say that is because you can get a good steak a lot of different places you can get good chicken a lot of places good fish but that specific flavor of chicken was a new taste to me which i doesn't happen a lot often one 
And I also had dinner and a show because watching Stevie <laughs> try to eat damn hot chicken was hysterical the entire time I watched it. So that contributed to my taste experience. And also I had to stand in line to wait. So that tells you it's pretty good. It's world renowned. It was a fantastic place and I really enjoyed it. I was going to ask, like, where else can you get that level of entertainment that up close and personal? You know, oh. sitting across from you at a table. So, yeah, I think David Copperfield's show is a close second. Any other notable mentions for meals or you want to just stick? Uh, you got to go Ruthie's in Iowa. That That's was fantastic. Thing. What a great steakhouse meal. But again, like I said, it's it's great food, but it can be replicated. Whereas I feel Nashville hot chicken, hottie bees, hattie bees. Yeah. Hottie bees. That's oh, kind of more fitting. Uh, hattie bees <laughs> is difficult to replicate. Very, very authentic taste, I'll say. Um, and then the, the food in Ireland and Iceland were different culturally for me. But again, nothing really stood out that was exquisite and unique like that. Except for the uh, the Greenland shark. That was just, wow. Yeah, that was something. But hey, we tried it, man. Like, we did. Oh, yeah. We, we sure did. Um, let's see here. If you could spend more time at one of the destinations we visited... Which destination would it be and why? All right. Without beating a dead horse, I'm going to say Iowa, but I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say Nashville for this one, because even though we spent the most time there, I still feel like we left the most unseen there. And as much as the place really isn't suited to me and that I don't like bars and nightclubs that much, um, I didn't get to see the stadiums where I, and the sports were played. I didn't really explore the river. I didn't take a riverboat tour. Um, there's a bunch of nature around there too. And a lot more history. I didn't get a chance to explore. Yeah. A lot of things like we, I mean, we talked about like what, like princes, we didn't get princes. Yep. We didn't get to do biscuit love. We didn't get to do the Johnny cash museum zoo. zoo. Like we could go on, man. Like we, yeah. we were there for like a week almost yeah. and like still had more to see. Let me, I'm going to answer this question and I'm going to say, I'm going to say Iceland because we were only there for like two ish days. And like what we saw in Keflavik and Reykjavik was really cool, but I would love to take a drive around the Island, maybe camp out, mm. do a hike. Oh, that'd be nice. Like get to experience the outdoors. That'd be, that'd be rad for me. That'd be good. So Stevie, let me ask you out of all the places we visited, which one would you say was the least Stevie friendly? Going back to that know who you are, which one was the least Stevie friendly? It let's oh, that's a tough one, but if I'd have to pick a destination, and let me preface this by saying that doesn't mean I would not go back to this destination or rec- not recommend it. Um, but I would say the least Stevie friendly yes is that the terminology yes, probably nashville um i'm not one for like the bars on broadway necessarily um not a huge country music fan but that being said i think it's sometimes good to go out of your element and just because it's something that you you don't you're not a fan of or it's different for you doesn't mean that it could be an amazing amazing place um, so I would say Nashville, but with great hesitancy because I love Nashville and there's really no place that we went to that I would say is not Stevie. All right. So Stevie, I have another one for you out of the six destinations we traveled to three of them, 50% started with an I. Yeah. So where's another I destination you see yourself traveling to in the future? Hmm, that's a good question, Cameron. Let's see. We've got Illinois, 
Indiana, Italy. I'm trying to think of some more. Hmm, maybe Idaho. Um, I'm a I'm a nature. I love nature, and I know Idaho is not far from Wyoming, Montana. My parents went there, and they said it's really good for camping and exploring. And uh, it's on your way to the Pacific Northwest, so it's kind of probably got some of that nice forestry. Um, I'm going to say Idaho. What would you say? Ooh, my list is Indonesia. I'm a big fan of that whole culture around that area and also the food. So to be able to go to Indonesia, which is a country of islands, um, I think it would be really eye-opening honestly it's a completely different culture than what i'm used to a completely different way of life for the most part and i think that would be a good experience for me enriching for the budget traveler again like super good for the budget traveler indonesia as far as i can understand their currency uh the american dollar does very well so from what i've read you can actually get really nice accommodations for a great american price yep um let's see anything else that you wanted to go over from our adventures um where's the next one that's a good question. Is that for me personally or is that for like That's for us? us, man? Jeez. Oh, man. Travel solo? Well, that's a good one. I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you? Yeah, I'm thinking uh, dart on the map. We'll make a video of it and we'll travel there. Oh, dude, that'd be sick. Let's do that, actually. Like, real talk. That's why I'm saying it to this microphone on the podcast. I like that. I like that. Let's do it. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. I know Excellent. I keep, I keep saying that, but that's like a so excited. It's good content. Ah, yeah. But let's keep it to America first because of everything going on right now. Sure, sure, sure. Then we yeah. can expand international, depending on the budget. Let me ask you one more question before we wrap it up. Um, if you were going to go plan your next trip, either by yourself or like with your girlfriend, Emily, um, where would you go? Where would you personally go next? What's next on your list? I'm going to answer that two ways. One, traveling alone can be an extremely empowering opportunity, but you also have to be careful. We live in a world that's not so safe and you need to take precautions. So understand where you're going, make sure that you know how you're gonna get around into there and let some family or somebody else know what your itinerary looks like so they have an idea of where you're in. Be sure that you're checking back in uh, just because we live in a day and age where safety is a top concern. I wanna prioritize that to everybody listening. But so for me, I love Alaska, and I actually have the opportunity to, I think, next summer. It's supposed to be this summer, but it got canceled. Um, go to Alaska for about three months working with Holland America, and I'll be doing tours of the land in Alaska, and I'm really excited for that opportunity. And that's a, something I'm doing on my own, traveling, moving there for three months uh, completely on my own that I've never done before, and I'm really excited for that. Um, specifically with my girlfriend, Emily, we've gone to St. Augustine recently and had a great trip there. One of my favorite cities, truly. Um, but I would love to take her somewhere in the mountains into the wilderness and like go camping and just get away from humanity. Yeah. Sometimes we need that to just go off, get away from all the, you know, craziness going on and just get back to the basics, go for a simple vacation or, you know, trip and just enjoy the nature and and enjoy a nice hike away from your phone, away from, the world sometimes I yeah, feel like so glad that you said that away from your phone it's so important for us to unplug every now and again turn off the tv get out of the house go somewhere where those temptations aren't even going to reach out to you that's why I said the woods because especially in a relationship until the two of you have nothing to distract you from the two of you just talking and to know each other 
I don't think you really know that person as well as you might think. Yeah. And, you know, having technology in your phone's great and all because, like, you can listen to the, to the DB podcast. So that's cool. But, you know, sometimes it's good to just get away. Absolutely. And how about you? Well, same question. Yeah, same question. I'm going to say, and, like, you know this answer, I think, but St. Croix. My dog is from St. Croix. She has a really unique, cool story. And she's a great pal. And uh, I just really quick want to touch on um, some of the island countries don't practice spaying and neutering to the same degree we do in the United States or other countries. Um, so, and, and there's really nowhere for them to go a lot of times because it's an island. Um, so a lot of times, you know, travelers and things will see that there are a lot of stray dogs, beach dogs that, you know, like wander around the island. And that was actually my dog. She was a little puppy that was uh, on the beach and she got rescued. And through a program, I picked her up at a shelter here in uh, Orlando. So yeah, I would love to go back and uh, go to see St. Croix because I've done some research since getting my dog and it looks like a wonderful, wonderful place to visit. Beautiful beaches. Um, they're known for their rum. And uh, yeah, 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 I would say that. I'm going to ask you one more question. I know I said last one. This is the Ugh, final one, I promise. Deceitful. And this is an easy one, easy one, easy one. Out of all the experiences and all the picture uh, opportunities we had on our six trips, what one if you could pick one Instagram moment, one top Instagram moment from all of our places, where would it be? For you, it was definitely Cowboy Steve at the John Deere factory in <laughs> Illinois. Uh, seeing him with the cowboy hat was excellent. Um, for any other traveler as far as those places, uh, that's kind of hard to say because the biggest Instagram ones I would say are the Nashville Angel Wings. Right, like I'm sure you've seen those, and yeah. at the Blue Lagoon in Iceland, again, everybody wants to get their picture there. Um, I think kind of an out there one would be on the pedestrian walking bridge in Omaha because the night it lights up a whole bunch of other colors, and you're right over the water, and it's gorgeous. So that'd be a great shot. I would say maybe what about uh what about Iceland on the beach there by Grindavik in the rocks and stuff? Oh yeah, that's uh, the cover for DBE. Not not a popular obviously place. No. It's, you got to find it. Um, but I think the, uh, the, uh, coast of Iceland was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Gorgeous. This is a DBE Instagram moment. So those are our Instagram moments. DBE Instagram moments. By the way, look us up on Instagram and, uh, share with us some of your favorite travel photos. I like that. I like that. Um, all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about or is that about it, man? No, we're good. I'm going to head to the store and grab some darts. So you find a map and let's get after it. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. I'm going to switch the closing music out to some chill jazz. Like Cameron said, find destinations beyond expectations on Instagram, Facebook, we're even on Snapchat at DBE Travel. For anybody who would like to support the show, consider becoming a patron by looking us up at patreon.com or simply follow the link on our website. If you're a fan of the show, hit subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you're listening. Well, that's all I've got. I will talk to you soon. Destinations Beyond Expectations is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures. If you need help planning your next student group trip, Kaleidoscope Adventures is the name you need to know. Visit them at www.mykatrip.com or give them a call at 800-774-7337 when you're ready to plan your next school trip. Again, 
That's www.mykatrip.com or call them at 800-774-7337.